Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Yeah, what did I tell you about this week just going down the, the bleep hole? Now, of course, there's all kinds of fear around Donald Trump and his bleep hole. I, I, I could say it, I guess, maybe technically what he's alleged to have said. What did we come to? And he can't even quote the U.S. president. Uh, so if that weren't enough to make for a really weird news cycle today. How about we throw this into the mix? The Wall Street Journal reporting today. Uh, that Donald Trump paid $130,000 to an adult film star before the 2016, a month before the 2016 election, as part of an agreement that precluded her from publicly discussing an alleged sexual encounter with Mr. Trump. Uh, Stormy Daniels is her name, if you follow the uh, adult film industry. Uh, I don't even know anymore. I just, I can't even anymore with this week. Let's talk more about NAFTA, though. Let me play this for you, too. Here was uh, Christia Friedland, foreign affairs minister, uh, talking about this. Now, again, the Wall Street Journal, uh, the center of all of this, some comments from uh, the president of the Wall Street Journal this week about maybe possibly extending the March deadline, which would, for now, be when talks have to conclude to get a deal done. So, yeah, if we could extend that negotiation, as Freeland says, that would be uh, pretty sensible. We have approached these negotiations with goodwill. We've done our homework. We are working extremely hard. Uh, but for us, we've always felt that imposing artificial deadlines was not necessary from the Canadian standpoint. I, guess, I mean, I guess inevitably there needs to be a deadline. I mean, if we're going through this process to get to a point and say, yeah, OK, well, this isn't going to happen. And then figure out our next move. I mean, what are we hoping to get out of this? What are the Americans hoping to get out of this? This is a dangerous path here, especially for Canada, but for the U.S. too. In in throwing NAFTA overboard. So, yeah, I think there's cause for concern here. Well, joining us for more uh, to talk a bit about why we've heard some alarmist tone in Ottawa this week. And, you know, what we make of these uh, mixed signals from the White House. Paul Vieira joins us. He's uh, with the Ottawa Bureau of the Wall Street Journal. Paul, thanks for joining us here. Thanks, Rob. All right. Well, wh- what's your understanding then of, of where things are at with NAFTA and why we're hearing this uh, more alarmist talk in, in Ottawa this week? The Montreal round, starting uh, January 23rd, uh, was always going to be seen was always seen as a make or break um, event for NAFTA. Uh, I think people are now uh, wondering what will happen if there isn't much progress at these talks. Uh, but that all being said, Mr. Trump has hasn't in recent weeks or months anyway um, hasn't repeated has not repeated his uh, or has not issued his long-standing threat to withdraw from NAFTA, which may be a sign that he's going to give his negotiators uh, some room to 
cut a deal. But today, Canada's uh, Foreign Minister, Christia Freeland, uh, said that uh, Canada is coming to the table with creative uh, proposals and it's uh, ready to act in good faith. And uh, and Mexico is signaling the same, although Canada and Mexico have uh, said that some of the some of the U.S. demands are just wholly unworkable. So we're going to see where this all ends up. Um, the Montreal round, starting January 23rd to nearly the end of January, um, we'll see what progress comes of it and whether Mr. Trump is satisfied that there's enough progress there to continue the talks going. Yeah, Christia Friedland saying today they're they're hoping for the best but preparing for the worst. So it's I mean, I think part of that is that that you know, the president himself is is somewhat unpredictable and it's it's unclear exactly what he wants to achieve here or whether he feels it would be a political victory to kill this deal as he mused about on the campaign trail. So with that in mind, I mean, what what is it that the Americans are looking to achieve here? What what concerns the Canadians about those demands? Well, I, uh, the big thing is sort of on the the U.S. demand on uh, auto production, uh, where the the U.S. is making demands about about how there needs to be a specific uh, specific U.S. content in uh, North American cars. Um, I believe both Canada and Mexico have said that it is unworkable, and the big concern there is that it could upend the entire um, North American auto sector supply chain. Uh, you have to remember that uh, cars are made, a car made in Canada doesn't necessarily mean all the parts, they, they could get parts uh, in Mexico and U.S. and the same thing goes in uh, the U.S. and in Mexico, uh, cars in Mexico, cars that are made in Mexico contain parts that are perhaps made in the U.S. and Canada and any any threat that that supply chain is disrupted uh, is causing major concern at the Canadian and Mexican level. Um, and for Canada, of course, I think early on, uh, they did put it down a red line about the dispute resolution process and not to get too jargony, but basically Canada wants to preserve the system in place uh, under which uh, the NAFTA partners uh, resolve uh, internal trade disputes, uh, such as the longstanding uh, softwood uh, lumber uh, dispute. Uh, the U.S. has a different view. Uh, it basically wants to scrap the current the current uh, procedures in place. So. I, I do want to bring those something back into context that um, just about Mr. Trump's threats. Uh, if you recall in April, um, if you recall last April, uh, Mr. Trump uh, threatened to with to pull the plug on NAFTA and at the last second uh, decided not to. And uh, that was after discussing with some of his uh, members of his cabinet and taking phone calls from Mr. Trudeau and Mexican President Pena Nieto. And so that reiterates the point you just made, that we are dealing with an unpredictable administration, an unpredictable president. So um, what may be a withdrawal today could be a different thing tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when, and with NAFTA talks set to begin, and you were writing about this World Trade Organization complaint that Canada has filed, and, and this concerns softwood lumber, which has been a long sticking point, really for decades, literally, between the two countries. But, you know, as you point out in your story, the Americans aren't happy about this complaint. They say it's ill-advised. They say it could only lower U.S. confidence that Canada is committed to mutually beneficial trade. That's kind of ominous talk ahead of these, these NAFTA negotiations. 
Yes, and and uh, we've been speaking to people uh, in the last 24 hours, and and that's the big concern is that uh, the big concern is that um, Canada has potentially soured or potentially added another dark cloud to what were already going to be a contentious set of uh, negotiations. Uh, you know, we spoke to um, a U.S. trade lawyer this morning who who told us, who told the journal that, uh, you know, the complaint, the risk is that this WTO complaint could be seen more as theatrics, could be seen by the U.S. team as theatrics, which we don't need, which we need less of in the NAFTA process. So, um, you know, it's uh, it, the, the timing of this is interesting, but, you know, other experts say that this, this complaint also is a bit of a hedge by Canada in the event that Mr. Trump does indeed withdraw and that um, sort of Canada is laying the groundwork um in the event mr in the in the event nafta is ends or or you know mr trump tries to disband it and canada is sending a signal that it that trade between the us and canada won't be won't be uh, so rosy as it was um as it was previously under under the nafta and fta regimes well, the stakes are certainly high. It'll be interesting to see how things unfold in the coming weeks. Uh, full coverage, all of this, again, as mentioned, WSJ.com. Paul, thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate it. I'm glad to be on, Rob. Okay, so Paul Vieira uh, following this uh, from Ottawa for the Wall Street Journal. Again, getting back to the question of how much do we trust the Trudeau liberals? I mean, first of all, you got to start from the perspective that we, we want and need free trade. We want and need these trade deals. Okay, and and I think it's actually to the credit of conservative governments in this country, and this is something they can point to as a real legacy. We've pursued these deals. We've secured these deals. And the liberals have always been really wishy-washy on free trade. We need this government to, to be firm and to embrace it and to save these deals and secure new ones. And I don't know if they're up to the job. I don't know if they want to be up to the job. That's what bothers me. We may miss the boat still on the Trans-Pacific Partnership, an opportunity for a new deal, even though the U.S. has backed out to get a trade agreement with these other countries. Justin Trudeau amused about the idea of free trade with China. He seems to be blowing that. Uh, and now we got to entrust the, the fate of NAFTA to him. You read John Iveson in the National Post, someone texted to point this out, uh, doesn't fill you with confidence. Justin Trudeau's progressive trade agenda, the insistence on including gender parity and aboriginal issues in trade negotiations with the U.S., what, is being cited as a barrier to progress by senior figures in the U.S. administration? Well, yeah, go figure. Uh, Donald Trump's top dealmakers are said to be complaining that Canada is not negotiating and that the event of a collapse of NAFTA bilateral deal with Mexico might be easier than one with Canada because it's willing to be flexible on U.S. content requirements. The attempt to impose progressive chapters on labor, the environment, and women in prospective free trade deal with China scuttled those prospects last month. But one senior Canadian government official said the idea that NAFTA is in trouble because of two chapters out of the 28 being negotiated is total nonsense. But he said the progressive agenda remains a priority for the Trudeau government. The U.S. is really frustrated by the rejection of proposals on the Canadian side, or that the Canadian side is labeled non-starters. The five-year sunset clause, scrapping the dispute resolution mechanism, strict U.S. content rules on autos, the end of supply management, and opening up a Canadian government procurement. 
like I say, it doesn't fill you with a lot of confidence. Anyway, 974-8255 is our number here. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.